Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Got it! Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got it! Yes, rain and time wasting. Uh, that's all we managed to get for for the latest test match. And in uh, true style, we'll be crossing to one of the classic episodes of Two Slips and a Gully this week. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we're uh, we're not we're, quite doing that. Which one? <laughs> I don't know. We'll, Do we have enough episodes to have a classic hips oh, album? We're, we're, ready. we're well yeah, into we're, the we're yeah. well into the forties now. We we're could, getting up there. We're getting up there. We should um, if we were going to cross to a classic one, we'd have to put Steve Smith. Hello, be your name. name. That'd yeah. be the one we'd put on. It's the most listened to one. Yep. But no, we're not actually doing that. We thought we'd just have a laugh at um, England's expense a little bit. Uh, we are going to talk about what we can talk about from the most recent test match between England and Pakistan. And uh, it's not a quite a lot of it, unfortunately. I think it was the sixth shortest test match in history in terms of overs bowl. <laughs> right. Um, so You've done your research. So not a... Not a, not a great showing. Last test, we had probably one of the more exciting examples of test cricket that we've seen in a long time, and this one is the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, this is not the one to show to people in the US, is it? No. Just They just would not understand. Why well, are they going off again? We're cricket <laughs> fans, and we don't even understand. No, we don't so. understand. Well, they, yeah. they don't play baseball in the rain either. So. Yeah, but they, they don't. Go off for light, you know. They've got they they well, play it at night time well, primarily. Don't, I don't think. even don't even get me started on that. Yeah, uh, well, we'll have to wind you up and get you going a little bit later because I'm sure the light will come into it at some point in this episode. So, like we said, we'll jump in and talk about what we can from the latest test match and all the fallout from that, and all of that is coming up right after this. All right, so 
Second test, England versus Pakistan. We made some predictions in the last one. I called for Barbara Azam to make uh, 200s out of his next four innings, and I don't think that's going to really pan out. Um, so, yeah, we didn't get a great deal of action in this one. Pakistan had the uh, probably one of the first teams, I'd imagine, to have batted for five days in their first innings. Yep. Well, in the in the modern era, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. You've got to you've got to think about you know tactically. Let's <laughs> <laughs> you know. Don't know where he's going with this, but it's gonna be good. Well, if maybe if you had eleven batsmen and you really needed to just draw a test, yeah, you could do that. Sounds like that, something uh, India would. That do. would be an incredibly negative mindset. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Just what's come out of this, there were, wasn't much, but there were a few uh, shining lights. Um, Abad Ali had a good innings at the top of the order when batting was at its hardest. I mean, one thing that we took out of that bowling innings from England is that ball swung considerably the whole way through the innings. Even when they were coming up to the, the new ball, they were still getting swing with that. So it never was easy for, for the batting. Um, so without even without any saliva on the ball at that point, yeah, the overhead conditions and the way they were the, as so way they were bowling, that that kind of calls into question. Does it that make that much of a difference? Oh, uh, I think it will. Some, like, maybe over here or anywhere where you don't have a well, anywhere that uses a kookaburra. Yeah, they'll probably miss the saliva. But the Duke ball, but that one that's probably maximum amount of swing. That's you know like. They probably you swung, don't. It doesn't get much more movement than that. To be honest, England probably swung it too much. I reckon they clean if they just had a little bit more sunshine. I yeah. reckon they clean Pakistan up for well under two hundred. They they were yeah. just times where they were beating the bat by too much. Yeah, exactly. Like the Pakistan guys couldn't. <laughs> nick it and some of the out. Pakistan guys were trying to be like, "Yep, left that really late. <laughs> just pulled the bat inside the line." Um. <laughs> so, uh, Abid Ali opened the batting, scored. Um. He scored 60. He batted at a strike rate of 54. Actually looked pretty good before he ended up, I think, um, yeah. just hitting it to... His favourite shot was an outside edge down to third man. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he, he scored about five boundaries in that way. Um, but Az- played with soft hands, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Azam looked good as well. Got knocked over for uh, 47, but still looked like he was at... You know, he looked all class while he was there. Yeah, and he, just- he actually flows... When when other batsmen look like they're just struggling, yeah, um, yeah, played then, really nicely. And then the other thing to take out of it was just how well did Muhammad Rizwan play he's at the gutsy. back end of that? He's gutsy, you know. Like he looks like the kind of bloke that you just want in your team. Well, um, he he took them from what they were seven for one seventy one, and he batted. And as we know with Pakistan, they're their tail is yeah. a tail. It is three number 11s ready to be knocked over. Yeah. Farm the strike, um, got expansive when he could afford to, and ended up dragging Pakistan to, to 236, which you'd say in the conditions that were presenting themselves was at least a you know a target to bowl to, probably still behind, below par, but mm. um, you know it was something. We're in the ball game. Yeah, so. if, if he bats with a batsman, he scores 100. Every day of the week. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because the, the tactics that England took are... Yeah, they, they <laughs> shifted into that um, into that tail ender with the batsman mode. So they yeah. they they stopped bowling good lines. And, like, they just forgot about... Like, yeah. it was just after a break, they came out and just went, right, now we're yeah. going to do this. And it's, like, 10 minutes ago, you had three slips and a gully and no one around... Like, everyone around the bat, the ball was hooping around corners... 
But now that Shaheen Shah Afridi and Yasser Shah and these guys are in, you know, Muhammad Abbas are in, you've now got a deep point and deep extra cover and, yeah. you know, only two slips and you're just like bowl, you're about bowling to give him a single yeah. to get the other guy on strike. It's like the ball's doing enough that you just... It seems like that that's every team in world cricket does that now. Um, and the commentators certainly didn't like it. Yeah, um, uh, Atherton came out a number of times and said, or Atherton or Hussain, I can't remember which one, but it was like, if he's batting with Babar Azam, do you set these fields to Mohamed yeah. Rizwan? No, you don't. You, yeah. You absolutely and, uh, that's, are not. That's so not to take anything away from Rizwan. He, he, he played beautifully. Um, but, you know, but, it, you're just l- allowing people to get, Runs, but and, in no yeah. disrespect to Muhammad Rizwan, but this isn't Steve Smith or Virat Kohli or Ben Stokes or someone like that. Like yeah. this guy, he's not even in the team to bat. He's primarily not a yeah. proven commodity at Test level at the moment. So it's not like some genuine match winner that you're trying to avoid. Like this is a guy that, all things considered, if you had them five down and Rizwan's come to the crease, you, you know you're looking to try and knock this guy over pretty early. You're not yeah. sitting there shaking, going. Oh no! It's Mohammed Wizran. What are we going to do? It's all right. Cool. Here's the keeper in. You know, yeah. Good chance of knocking this guy over early. Saying that though, like the last four batsmen combined scored eight. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Off how did. many balls though? I I'm I'm interested in the balls. So Yassi Shah <laughs> scored Sorry. five off um, sixteen. Shaheen Shah Afridi got run out for a nineteen ball duck. Yeah. Uh, Muhammad Abbas scored two off 20, and Nassim yeah. Shah was not out one off 10 balls. Yeah. Well, so you I mean, you, you look at that. overs. Yeah, and and you look at what Rizwan scored at the other end. So, like. yeah, absolutely. Like, like so they dragged him from one, you know, seven for one. Well, really, let's say <coughs> six down. That's when the last batsman got out. And Yassim Shah, Shaheen Afridi, um, Muhammad Abbas – and yeah. Nassim Shah are really very it, much tail-enders. It, it, it's funny. You, you watch a bus come out to, to bat, and even before he gets to the crease, you can tell that he has no idea what he's doing. Um, you know those so people? Tall, you know those though. people? Like yeah, like those, their helmet doesn't quite fit. And they're, I don't know, their pads are just kind of on wrong. And, and they walk funny yeah, with they, their pads they, yeah, on. They, they look yeah. nervous when they come to the crease. Just don't look it, comfortable like, at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dangerous <laughs> ones are the guys who look like that and that's just the way they are. They actually can bat, you know. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, know, <laughs> I know exactly what you're definitely, mean. Yeah, he looks like a tail ender. <laughs> he, he's got no bluff happening there. It's like this guy is a walking wicket. <laughs> Same with same with Nassim Shah. That guy yeah. looks like he he's only seventeen. Hasn't played a lot of cricket, so I'll give him yeah. a break. But I mean, yeah, every seventeen-year-old looks he, awkward. He looks like he's number eleven. He's not convincing anyone that he's heading up the order anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, he walks out to bat like the squeaky voice, uh, voice teen from The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> like like M- McGrath would tell you, he was only a decent innings away from getting up to eight. But, um, <laughs> We all knew better. Did you ever yeah. see him prance out to the wicket when they promoted him up the order? It was like he was opening the bat, and like, it was only was because it? it was Stuart McGill. Yeah, was it the um? <laughs> it was the t- the the tsunami one day international one where he got out at four or five. Did he come out to bat? They sent him up the order, yeah. and he got out for a duck. Oh, well, it's Glenn McGrath. He's great. Yeah, but they went from five for one twenty to 
what, all out for 236. Uh, five, uh, they went six. So when Azam got out and they were six down, it was six for 158. So And they ended up all out for 236. So... Um, and yep. that was after a number of rain delays and all sorts of things. So Rizwan wasn't exactly just in the flow of things. He had to keep coming out and getting started again and shielding the tail. So, yeah. He played some exquisite shots. Some oh, of those cover yeah. drives, that they looked like a batsman. Like, oh, yeah. There's a lot and, to like about the he, way he played. He has been selected in the side as a batsman purely before. Mm. But as a keeper, he looks very tidy too, I've got to say. He's... He's been the pick of all the keepers that have played yeah. so far in in this English summer. He's looks he's looks much better than Dowrich. Dowrich had a horrible time yeah. with the wobbling ball, unfortunately. Um, Butler's had quite a number of shortcomings. He's had patches where he's been really good and patches where he's been really bad. But Rizwan's mm. taken some really like especially considering that he's been in a bubble and hasn't been yeah. used to it. And I don't know coming off a cold, he, he might have played some county cricket. So uh, he might none be. of none of the Pakistan team played any count. They were just no. in the bubble playing intra. Yeah, yeah, intra squad matches. But I mean, like, oh, like previously, before. yeah, yeah, possibly he's played some county, so he knew he was in, he was in for. But I, I can't confirm that. I he might have just been. He just looked good. He might he just have good. a good technique and mm. and thus gets good results. Uh, so moving over to the England's bowling figures. So the old reliables did the job. Broad and Anderson took three and four, or four and three each, I should say, um, off yeah. 27 overs. The only time they really didn't look as threatening was when they went into, you know, let's get the tail out mode and stop bowling well to Rizwan. But, like, they looked imperious for the whole innings. Um, Curran and Wokes, again, Chipped in nicely. They uh, only took one wicket for 44 for Curran, one wicket 55 for Wokes, but um, they did it at under three and over, so they, were, did, they weren't going for runs. Did, did Best get a bowl? Best did not get a he bowl. He didn't get a bowl. Like, oh. he's becoming that um, – that he's going to be England's local cricket hero, the guy that bats <laughs> at eight and doesn't bowl. Yeah. He's got to apply pressure in the field with his sledging. I wonder if he – I wonder if he's in a relationship, like, You've seen that meme where uh, they're in the the counselling office, and you know she says, "says Oh, he, you know, he doesn't bat, he doesn't bowl, and he bats at eight. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the guys the come back is, is like, "I'm a crucial part of the team because I've put on pressure in the field with my sledging, Linda." <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, only cricket fans would find that funny, I'm sure. But <laughs> for uh, me, it's right up my alley. Well, it's just I don't know. Like, there's county cricket going on at the moment. Yeah. Like, I I get that it's not as simple because there's a, a bubble involved, but, like, he has a, he's barely bowled a ball in anger in two tests. Well, three yeah. tests, really. Does um, he remember how to bowl? Surely he'd be better off going and playing some county and just giving yeah. Joe Root the ball to do the job they're giving. Like, yeah, 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 but you, and put another batsman in. You're forgetting one thing, though. He got picked to play test cricket. Yeah, you can't tell me. No, I'm not saying like any land that you wouldn't go. I'm not talking Don Bess. Obviously, Don Bess preferred to be there, but for like for England, really, because the guy is from what he's shown so far, he's borderline test standard, and that's being generous. Like he's got a long way to go to being a consistent consistent number one spinning option for a, a truly competitive team the way England is. Yeah. Surely for his development, he needs to be bowling. Just get him out there bowling. And he's just not doing that for England at the moment because he, the, the conditions don't require him to bowl. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, uh, they get the sub fielder on and go, and they go like, 
Dom, look, there's a local village cricket game over there. <laughs> uh, do you want to go and have a bowl over there? And uh, we'll just get the subfield. We'll get Joffre to, to field for you. And uh, you, you get some... Some mileage into your legs. Yeah, like, <laughs> like they've obviously got a they've got a thing for for Mark Wood. They want to get Mark Wood playing as much cricket because he's their genuine like pace bowler. Like I just don't see why they didn't just carry him in this test for a few. Like, just, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like what? Why is he there? Like, <laughs> what, 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 yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a mystery. Um, I, I suppose maybe if it was not so wet and it yeah. might have turned a little bit, as it didn't. In yeah, the, but like. We've got like I can check the weather in Southampton and Manchester from here, so you can't tell me that Joe Root wasn't a prize of yeah. yeah we're probably going to miss a great deal of time and it's yeah. going to be cloud cover for the whole basically the whole test. Like he's going to be looking at going, yeah I don't I don't see best getting much of a run, but um, yeah. they persisted with him and hopefully like like I said when he gets it right he looks like there's there's a bit to him, but he's few and far between when he gets it right. He's very. Like he pitches it on middle and off, and then spins it towards leg a lot, and he just yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a lot there that he needs to work on, and he's obviously not going to be able to work on it, sledging in the field and yep, not bowling. So whether or not that's the best thing for Don Best, but like I said, everything having to be in the bubble and all that sort of yeah. stuff, it's not as easy to you know play this county game for this test, and then we'll bring you in for the last test because it might spin more. Sort of yeah, like it's, it's, uh, you're right. I think it's it's probably a. Uh a selection that's indicative of the era that we're playing in right now, or they're playing in. I suppose it might require just a little bit of foresight. You know, they're playing both of these tests at the same ground. You do have a long-term weather forecast, yeah. And I'm pretty sure the weather forecast for the next test it is right. it, it didn't even get the token like mini spell. Yeah, just give uh, us before a cheek, the new ball, cheeky one before the new ball. They pulled <laughs> um, Karen and Wokes for the new ball. Yeah. But anyway, like they can see for the next. Okay, for the next. Two weeks, we're going to have a lot of rain. Uh, the conditions of this pitch aren't really conducive to spin bowling. To spin bowling. Maybe yeah. it's not worth carrying best for these two tests. We'll just run with the quicks, and if yeah. we need a spinner, we'll get Joe Root. Yeah. Or if anyone else but, is but then you worth can, the trundle. You, you, can, you can fill the spot, right? You can yeah. fill Bess's spot with Go the a, extra quick. a guy who bats a bit. Carry another all rounder. If there's an yeah. all rounder that bowls, you know, sort of a batting all rounder that's a bit handy with the ball. Yeah, I, I suppose. Don't know. I mean, Bess isn't a terrible bat. You could argue that they're holding on to him for a bit of all round ability, maybe. <laughs> Potentially. So, yeah. Like that. Yeah. I'm glad that they're persisting with him because you've just seen sort of a revolving door of spinners. Like they tried Mo and Ali for a while and they've tried Jack Leach and they've tried a. A whole bunch of guys that just sort of haven't really managed to get it to stick. Um, yeah. I think they wanted to give Adil Rashid a, an extended go, but he retired from um, Test. from Red Bull cricket, Red Bull cricket um, domestically, which has then made his. Um, and then they obviously wanted to play him in the um, a one day international series against Ireland, so that meant that he couldn't be in the bubble for the Test series. Right. So yeah, there's a there's a little bit going there, but uh, yeah, for, unfortunately for poor Dom, he's played what. Two tests pretty recently where he hasn't had to do a thing, so a bit lonely out there when he's not required. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying to think of the last good spinner that come out in England, out of England. Graham Swan. Yeah, that's what come to me as well. Yeah, the last guy to sort of retire on his own terms. 
Correct. He didn't do that either. Although he did retire we, with Johnsonitis. We, yeah, <laughs> he was suffering Johnsonitis and retired. So, same thing that Jonathan Trott had. Well, then he should have come was, back when, he, was, when Johnson retired. It was really contagious that summer out in Australia. So um, yeah. poor Jonathan Trott caught it as well and he retired. And Yeah, yeah it was just a rough tour. So. Mm. Oh. I don't know what the cure is for Johnsonitis, but they're still, they're still searching. So. Well... Just yeah. on Langer and know what it is. Haven't had a recorded case in a few years, though, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, moving to the England batting display. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't really much to speak of. No. Um, Zach Crawley looked really good in that sort of, you know, token batting effort that they had to. Yeah. What, what actually, I, I missed the last session. I, I saw... I saw Shaheen get the the wicket of Rory Burns, and then how good was that? Though? That was a really oh, good God. ball. Oh, that was a ripper! I've, I've got to say, yeah, it was a, a beautiful ball. Um, Sibley and Crawley went out. Sibley went and occupied the crease. He batted for ninety five balls to scratch his way to thirty two before getting out. Uh, Crawley looked pretty fluent. He got a, he got a fifty off ninety nine balls. 50, yeah. 53 off ninety nine. Seven I, seven fours. In I that. really rate Crawley. I I think I rate him above the rest of the top order. And I, oh, I, I have I th- from, from word go. I, I think he looks good. Like, he's young. There's a lot of work to do in terms of consistency, I imagine. But he's normally an opening batsman. So yeah. I think that um, – I think that's a – I think Crawley long-term at three is worth persisting yeah. with. He uh, looks uh, like he's a positive player. Yeah. And then with Sibley and Burns, you know, having – Questionable techniques that could be exploited. Yeah. You know, every now and then, they're probably going to get knocked. As, well, as just as an opener, you're going to get knocked over for a low score. And then you've got a guy like Crawley, who's typically an opening batsman coming in at three, and whose natural predisposition looks to be, you know, a bit positive. Yeah. Which means that Joe Root can hang around and bat at four, where he's obviously a lot more comfortable. So, mm. uh, and then that obviously, then when Ben Stokes is back, he will shift down to five, which I think he's a much better five than he's a four, as we went over in the and, last. And podcast. Ollie Ollie Pope is is generally a a middle order batsman. That's why they're keeping him down there. Is that right? Yeah. So he batted at um, his customary position. He batted at five this. Right. Um, so he's genuine so, middle order. So he'll he'll stay there. So you'd imagine when when um, Stokes comes back, he'll come in behind Root, and then Pope and Butler will shift down. Um, so they yep. picked up a picked up a handful of wickets. Um, Yassi Shark, because he got Ollie Pope with a pretty good ball, um, went back to try and cut it away, and the ball just sort of didn't turn and wrapped him on the pads and got him out. Uh, so yeah, it was not, they, not a lot to speak of. They, um, they why up? did they declare? Because it, it says uh, four declared for one ten. Uh, they waited because at the um, when there's fifteen overs to go in the day, they can do that official shake hands and oh, call, right. it, call okay. it a match. So, so yeah, they um, Azhar Ali came on for for one ball, right? Bowled the ball and then they declared, <laughs> and then that was <laughs> just like your feet. So then there was that finished off that over. Right. Then they lost three overs for the changeover. Right, which then got them to there are now fifteen overs to go in the day, and oh, then they shook hands and went home. Hands. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Azra Lee bowled a ripper of a ball though to uh, that one ball. It was just just the one, <laughs> just he, the one. He bowls leggies, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, had a bit of a giggle and then did the fist bump and walked off. That was yeah. that was the end of it. It was so, pretty much okay. These blokes aren't taking it. Seriously, so they, they they essentially declared because it, if they didn't declare, they would have had to have batted for another three overs to get them to the. All right, it's now fifteen overs to go. What do you want to do? Yeah. And so they declared, and then obviously with the yeah the changing the inning the overs lost in the change of innings that got them to how many overs were left in the day and yeah. 
fist bump, let's go to the pub. Yeah. Well, well can't go to the it, pub. It, not it, it was an exercise in futility. There's, yeah. there's no way yeah. you're going to win that. No, <laughs> you, well, there you was, can't win a test in one day. There was basically one and a half days. Yeah, there was. There, it was a draw from a long, long like from basically the first rain break, really. Yeah, where we just yeah we lost so much time. It was just yeah yeah. So moving on from that. Let's have a talk about some of the uh, the things that went on there. So obviously, yes, there it was quite a lot of rain, but the thing that plagued this test was light. Every other day, every every other time you looked, there was some muppet running out from the stands with that I, I, stupid little red thing in his I hand. I call him Buzz Killington. And you're just going, no, <laughs> it can't possibly be that dark. And yeah. then you're just sitting there, and then yep, saw it, you know, come out. Put yeah. it down, and they call him out. That's right, let's go. Every off. time we saw him come up on screen while we were watching it, we're just like screaming at him every time. <laughs> and then a couple of times he just came on to like drop the light meter off to the the other umpires, and we're still screaming You're at like, him. Like, no, you just no, take the batteries out. He, he's lucky there wasn't a crowd. I think. Oh. <laughs> so, considering where we're at in the global landscape post COVID nineteen. Sport everywhere, obviously, is incredibly lucrative. There is so much money in professional sport, and in because of that, all of the athletes are getting paid quite a great deal. So now we have no crowds, yeah. all the businesses tying their belt because they obviously have lost out in this you know COVID landscape. Is it time for the ICC to be practical and change their rules around how they deal with stoppages in test cricket because we've just had the only test match going on right now between England and Pakistan. So one of the, one of the, you know, big nations in world cricket and one of the big upcoming nations. And we've seen basically none of it and not all of it's been because of rain. So can ICC really afford to have rules in place that allow so much of this five day game to have play for just really no reason at all? Yeah. Well, I mean, the way they're talking, they. This is how I understand that it works. Um, they set the level of what is considered bad enough light to go off on the first well, day, or the on the first occasion. The first where it occasion looks, where it happens. Yeah. So, so it's it's at the umpire's discretion. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes yeah. and no. It's offered to the batsman. No, it's no longer offered to the batsman. That hasn't been a rule for a while. So what it is now, it's purely in the hands of the umpires, and yeah. they make a decision. And I believe, correct me but if I'm wrong, listeners. But it's still at their discretion, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's at the umpires. Like when they they do when they're giving it you that light meter, there's not a there's not like exact a go go off now. Go off now. It's, it's just they go when they go off. Yeah, they go right at every point now throughout the rest of this test. If it hits this level, yeah. they have to go off because they've already gone off. Well, well, what if they happen to have an umpire whose sight is a bit worse than your that's, average umpire? And that's what I mean. So <laughs> there's it's discretionary. If there's an umpire who feels less comfortable about it than another one, then you've got – and there's so much of that in cricket where the yeah. rules have got so much room for – Yeah, in, well, why don't they just say – uh, I'm assuming that that light meter has some kind of scale on it. Why don't they just define when well, bad light is? I believe, and maybe our listeners might be able to correct me if I'm wrong, that now the umpires do it 
not so much just out of safety, but also out of providing a sort of parity between the teams. Where yeah, so that it's just like we can't have one team batting when it's too dark. So we like to keep things fair. You know, this team's played all day during the day, and it's been, no. and they've got a certain. And now it's too dark, and it's not fair. Which I think is rubbish. You're playing a game yeah. where everything deteriorates. The pitch starts off all hard and new, seams yeah. around, bit of grass. And then by the end of it, it's the tier rate of the point. There's uneven bounce. The ball itself, get it, hard and new, moves, zips around, and then it have to use it for 80 overs. It deteriorates. Like, it's a yeah. game where there aren't so many controls. There aren't so many standards. And, you know, weather. Like, weather's a, f- a massive thing in England. You can go out there and so how many times we watch the Ashes where you watch the openers go out to bat for Australia and you're just looking at that going, God damn it, there's so much cloud and we – muck it up and we get rolled for something ridiculous and then it's time for us to go out to bat and it's in the afternoon, all the clouds have gone away and the ball doesn't move at all. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just part and parcel of playing cricket and I'm afraid... That's why they call it test cricket. You have to overcome the conditions. And and I'm afraid now it's it's getting to the point where we... Cricket just simply can't afford to have three days off. Like, no. So you need to get to the point where, like, you find a level where it is unsafe to play cricket... And that is, if the umpires go, it is too dangerous to face Jofra Archer or to face Stuart Broad or, you know, Nassim Shah, it is no longer safe because the visibility is too poor, then that's when they go off. And to be fair, I don't think that should ever be an issue in a developed country because all of these grounds are equipped with massive floodlights to allow them to play day-night one-day internationals and day-night test cricket. Just turn the lights on and just go, I'm sorry, I don't care that it's not fair and you got raging sunshine and now you've got to have artificial light. Yeah. We just simply don't have the ability to have you just sitting in the stands well, for no reason. Yeah, I mean, and your captain can kind of tactically declare if if you win over the uh, well, I know that the ascendancy in, and, and the ability to do that. In pink ball cricket... Yeah. People have tactically declared heading into the evening session because the pink ball does more at night time. Well, and, and pink ball cricket is considered a test. It's mm. not like it's separate. If you want to keep it separate, because yeah. I think Joe Root or someone actually mentioned that maybe it's time that we maybe not make them all pink ball tests, but you make the, the leather for a duke a brighter red. If the yeah. issue is that it's too hard to see at night time under the, the bright lights, yeah. then make it a brighter colour. So if you still want to have a distinguish between day-night cricket and just normal cricket. So yep. just make the rebel. But it can't be an option anymore. You, like, you can't afford to give batsmen the light. No. Anymore. Like, well, they it, don't even get the light. It's just the umpire yeah, says it, it, we're, you, we're you going off. Have, <laughs> you can't have games where bad light stops play anymore. When you've got stadiums yeah, just, that are fitted to play one-day internationals at night time and day-night cricket... It just it just can't be anymore. Like it's ridiculous that we've lost so much time in that test, especially now with the World Test Championships. Through no fault of their own, those players have had the ability to compete largely taken off them. Like yes, yeah. they lost a lot of time for rain. That's one thing, but there was more than more than enough time taken out of that test just purely for light as well. Which is yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, what, what gets me is I I thought that Pakistan had a really good chance in this test. When England were without Stokes, um, and they've been deprived of the opportunity to show how good they are, because on what we've seen, 
they are by far the better side than West Indies. And yet, if England win this next test coming up, it'll be a 2-0 series and Pakistan will have a worse result yeah. than that West Indian side. Well, this will be a draw, so they'll get a draw out of it. So it'll be... You think... You they'll think, get points You don't the think draw. they'll play the third one? Sorry? No, they'll, they'll, like they'll get a... This one's a draw, so they'll come out of this with a with two losses and a draw to their yeah, World yeah. Test Rather Championship two, points. Yeah, yeah, two losses, uh, two, one win and two losses. Mm. Which West Indies? Which would West, have. where the West Indies got yeah. a win out of it, so they got will end up with a, a bigger haul of points. And you're right, yeah. the Pakistanis have played a, a much better brand of cricket than yeah. the West Indies have, especially in the last two tests for the West Indies, where they were just sort of running out of puff a little bit. Um, yeah, it's not a fair indication for how well Pakistan's played. So, like, arguably, yeah. they probably should have won. They should have won the first test. And England- I think you're right. It, it has to be a matter of safety. If it's not a matter of safety, they should be out there playing. It's, yeah, yeah, we can't like, afford I, I, it. Remember, we, we, like, we're trying to, we're trying to, like, remember expand the, this game. Remember yeah. the old days where um, they used to come out and say your your quick bowlers can't bowl, you got to bowl spinners, and that was acceptable. So they bowled spinners because it was unsafe to bowl quick bowlers, and that was an option yeah. that was afforded. Yeah, I just yeah, I cannot see a legitimate reason considering all of the infrastructure that we've got to allow cricket to be played at night time, which Australia's got, England's got, India's got, like all these places have the ability to play cricket at night. Yeah, why? Now, like well, I, I can I mean, get, I can get the tradition. Like oh, before COVID, I can get the whole tradition thing. I didn't yeah. agree with it, but I get it. They had cucumber sandwiches and like <laughs> you know, you know, we want to keep things as normal as possible. And you know, Test cricket isn't supposed to be played under lights. That's not how it works. It's supposed to be the natural sunshine when artificial light takes over. Blah 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 blah. I get it. Yeah, it's time that we just grow up a little bit because if we don't make it a viable option, yeah. Then it's um it's it's not going to be sustaining in in an era where money is is scarce at the moment for professional yeah. sport. The other thing that I want to harp on a little bit is there a is, it, away. is there a rule somewhere <laughs> I don't know it that means that um we can't start games in England earlier. Yeah, there seems well, to be this fascination uh, if we lose time, we make it up at the end of the day, yeah. but we don't start games. Like, it's 11 o'clock start. Like, why are we not do we, do we, starting early? Do we still do that in Australia? We do, don't we? I don't know. Uh, I think I, th- I don't think we do anymore either. It might be a, a, a change to the way... I remember that there used to be a time when Maybe we used to start earlier. Yeah, I, I definitely it's, remember. You'd start half an hour earlier. But, um, yeah. like, it's all right in Australia to start to tack on time at the end of the game because daylight savings in most of the states in Australia at that time of year, the sun's out till 8.30 at night. That's not yeah. a problem, but... And we actually get proper sunshine, you know, yeah, like it's, it's they still have long days in England because I was looking at the, <laughs> the sunset for Southampton and it happens at 9 o'clock in the night. Yeah, but, but it's, it's dark. It's still dark <laughs> because of all the fog that they've got up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just don't get why that's not an option anymore. Like, uh, the only thing I can imagine it would be is a commercial thing where, you know, it's now broadcast and then the broadcast rights are very lucrative and all these channels have all of their programming all scheduled up nicely to a T. And if you're going to start games early, that's going to throw off their broadcasting because they'd be joining in halfway through a broadcast. But yeah. all of these broadcasts start at the very least half an hour, if not an hour early, and they just fill it with nonsense 
<laughs> the same nonsense for five days. Yeah. We just go through and just do a recap of what happened before, and we ask the same questions we asked on day one, and all this rubbish. And then they, they you know, they go to some guy, and they've already made that. So why do we just, much. just say, look, I'm really sorry, but we need to make up some time. Schedule play, start of play is eleven. We're going to start it at ten thirty. You, you, yeah. if you're starting, if you're starting your broadcast at ten thirty, then um, yeah. Either if you really, if you really, really the, want the nonsense, start, you know, start even half an hour earlier, or start an hour before before you normally would, you know. Well, but, I'm pretty sure the Sky Sports coverage is an hour. Yeah, uh, right. I'm pretty sure Channel well. Fox Sports in Australia, I'm pretty sure their coverage starts an hour before the start of play. Well, it'd have yeah. to be because that's the Fox Sports feed. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, like, I'm pretty sure that, that it's an hour. So, the very if you could start potentially an hour early. You just tell Fox Sports, look, I'm sorry, you don't, you don't have that much time to waste. Yeah. Even 45 minutes, you get a 15-minute lead-in because we're starting early because it rained all day yesterday. Yeah. Or uh, we're starting half an hour early. So, but I think it would be it entertaining if they would try and just get the... <laughs> The you know the crap that they put at the start, get it down to like a five minute period, and it just counts down. Yeah, then you won't hear from people like Shane Warne talking rubbish. Yeah, or at least it, it'll be like taking a band aid off quickly. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he, he he wouldn't be able to talk for only five minutes. No, no, no that's no, right. You just have to not. do that like Oscar thing where the music starts playing, which means <laughs> it's time for you wrap it up, son. For yeah, wanting no. to get off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, I just I can't for the life of me fathom why that's not an option. The only thing I can imagine is that's what it is. Is it messes up with the broadcast scheduling if they stuff around with the start times. Because there, there also is a whole lot more tradition in England, but yeah, I mean, we got to. It's got to be practical. Don't they have the bell in England? Yeah, so is is it, some, it's an honour to that's it, lords. No, oh. no, I think it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, because they had the bell at um at uh is it Old Trafford? Oh yeah, they did too. Yeah, because uh, Nas was ringing it. It's all the big honour. Well, in, in that case, yeah, they, they were just it, like, oh, we've only they, got so many people, so and like, <laughs> and they had Andrew Strauss there as well for yeah. um the the Ruth, yeah. the Ruth test. Uh, so ringing the bell today is Steve, the security guard, because we wanted to give him a turn. <laughs> 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 Everyone else has had a go already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and for the time being, especially with cricket like that in England, where there's no crowds, you're you're really hampering your um your financial income, and then for just for stupid reasons to to lose time in the test match for for things like the light and not being able to make it up is just it just it just smacks of cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. Like, this is like, the way we do things. And it's like, well, like, and we're big proponents of keeping test cricket as traditional as possible. Like, we don't mm. want anything to do with the four-day tests or anything. Like, we we really had to have our arms twisted when they brought out numbers on the back of the shirts. Yeah, I'm still not I'm yeah. still not keen on that. So, um... <laughs> I don't get it, though. Like, if I, it's test cricket. I look at a person. I know who it is. Yeah. How does everyone else not know this? Uh, not everyone is as... Uh, Oh, Keen-eyed as I don't get as us, I imagine. But yeah. like we 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 like things to stay the same when things staying the same makes sense. This is just one of those things, and it's for a long, long time. It comes up all the time when there's rain in a test match or 
the light's been offered in a test match. It's just, why? Like, why now when we've had, what, a decade of cricket played at night time professionally? Mm-hmm. Not like five decades. Look at that wrong. Five decades. Since yeah. the 70s. We've had since yeah, the 90s. We're back in the 20s, man. <laughs> 1970s. We've been playing cricket at night time. Why is this still a thing? Um, purists. But like, <laughs> just sometimes the purists might just need to go, you know what, that's probably one fight that we, that's one hill we don't want to die on. Have you ever yeah. met a purist? They don't do that. Are they all named um, like Nigel? <laughs> Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> just because you want to hate on people named Joffrey. <laughs> Sir, game Sir Billington Barnesworthy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The third. Yeah. <laughs> the, the third? Anyone who has the third at the end of their name. My, my uncle's uncle is a monocle maker. <laughs> yeah. I see. Anyone who starts an intro, uh, sentence well, that, with I say. Is my, I say they should make him play with a smaller bit. Yes. <laughs> For those of you uh, a little bit lost, it was uh, that's a snippet from the uh, Bodyline TV series that came out in Australia many years yeah, ago. Starring Gary Sweet. Mm, Gary Sweet played Don Bradman, and it was yeah. his first, first-class game over in England. I believe he scored 256, and there was just this pen- this panning shot of all the people at the the crowd that thought that Bradman would be rubbish over in England, and there's just some old guy with a, you know, I might be embellishing because it's been a while since I've watched it, and you've seen Monocle and the big wispy moustache, and he's just gone, oh, I say, they should make him play with a smaller bat. <laughs> imagine, imagine what that guy would say if he saw the bats they used today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's our that's our wrap of the test. It was. Uh, Fairly disappointing one, to be honest. I think yeah. that there was a, a lot there. I think Pakistan had sort of wrestled a little bit of momentum. If They obviously picked up an early wicket before all of the weather hit. You yeah. know, one down for not many. You know, they get through Crawley and Root, maybe. There's no Stokes to bail them out. You know, could they be looking at even Stevens? You know, England get that far. Do they roll England for something nice and something small? But now well, we... Well, sort of, one thing I'd like to sort of float out there um with the the covid era does it make sense to you to possibly have a reserve day in case in case you've like lost a whole day as we have in the case of of this test or reserve five days (laughs) yeah i mean like a reserve day wouldn't have helped us in this case we needed a reserve three days at least yeah i I don't even think post covid i think a reserve day would have been uh, a good idea for yeah. Um, for just t- t- there, uh, every, everyone's already in their bubble, mm. like for COVID. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, but you're, you're change, completely changing the rules of the game. I think it'd have to be, it wouldn't just be yeah. we play into the sixth day if we lose any. It'd have to be, we, say, for example, we lost a whole day yeah. um, to rain um, or, you know, 80% or 75% of the yeah, days played around. Yeah, there'd have to be some kind of mark, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I think a reserve day is, um, would be a, a, um, a great plan. For, 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 for tests such as the one that we just missed out on yeah. pretty much. Like, not for the one that, you know, Even if it possi- looked like it may, like, like say the guy just held out, you know, in the fourth innings. You, you'd um, be devastated if someone came up to you and said, 
By the way, uh, we're going to do a, a reserve day. <laughs> Unless possibly, you know, for example, both captains refuse the, the extra day. Like, for example, yeah. I don't think Pakistan, like for this one, obviously they would get a reserve day, but I don't think mm. Pakistan and England would come back because it's just like, mm, well, no, you could, we're you not going to win the test in yeah. even another 90, 100 overs. We're still not going to win the test. So let's just... Exactly, yeah. But like, yeah, you could have it like that. You could have it so both captains had to agree to use the reserve day. I'd love to see a test match between India and Pakistan where they agree on something. Oh, <laughs> no, I think you make it the other way. You have to make it that if it meets a certain mark, right. you get a reserve day and both captains have to dis- have, both captains have to agree to not have it. Because right. could you imagine if you were, you know, if you're eight down at the end of the day's play, you've got a reserve <laughs> day coming. You can, I can tell you right now that uh, the batsman who, or the captain of the team that's eight down is not agreeing to a reserve day. No. So right. you'd have to, you give them the, it'd be. Yeah, there'd you, have to be a mark. Yeah, yeah you're right. If you're you hit right. this mark, there is going to be a reserve day. And if there's yeah. still, if you lose so many overs in the test that even one, a whole reserve yeah. day isn't going to help. And if everyone just, knows the rules, you can push to make that mark as well. If you want the reserve day, or it's like, oh, we've got to have them five down or, you know, whatever the mark is that you hope. Yeah. That you have to. But yeah, hit. I think a reserve day is, um, yeah, even, especially now considering that look, no one's going anywhere. Yeah, why the hell not have a reserve day? But uh, I think that's something that they should have considered uh, um, quite a while ago. Well, it's not too late, but uh, I'm, I've patented it. You've patented it? <laughs> okay, well, it's Glenn's idea. He's patented it. <laughs> exactly. I invented that, the concept of an extra day. <laughs> <laughs> Damn this smarge weather. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, moving on, moving Moving on. All right. Well, that thing that wraps it up nicely. We just sort of go in circles from here. So yeah, we've got the next test to look forward to. I like I said, I don't think the the forecast is much better. I think we're going to have a very uh, delayed game, unfortunately. But uh, hopefully, it's enough that uh, for Pakistan to get in there and get a result out of this, so they can come out of this series with a draw at the very least. Um, yeah. Uh, so will they have Ben Stokes back, England? I uh, anyway, no. as far as I'm aware, he missed. They won't the let remainder him back. of the series. They won't let him back and in. And he'd have to quarantine for two weeks anyway, even if he left today. Isn't, isn't yeah. it like five days in England? Yeah. Is it five? I thought it was more than that. Because remember, oh, Archer got in trouble. Yeah, but he'd been in a bubble and left. Yeah, and yeah, I think international left. travel oh, coming okay. in would have to yeah. quarantine for longer. Yeah, so Stokes yeah. is out. Stokes, yeah, Stokes already said he's not playing for the rest of the series, so he yeah. was ruled out for that one. I hope his okay. dad's all right. Oh, all I right. do. All right, well, we're going to go back to some of our old segments for people that have been uh, regular listeners. We've got a soapbox moment coming up right after this. Yes, that's it. We're back. We've got another soapbox moment. This is one I've been hanging on to for a couple of weeks, um, just waiting for the time to, to bring it in. Um, so I've read an article not long after the West Indies series finished um, where the you know, chairman of English cricket has basically said that they are not even going to entertain the idea of visiting the West Indies earlier than their scheduled tour, which I believe is in 2022. 
Um, so for those of you that aren't following, after the end of the series, Jason Holder, you know, basically thanked you know England and for the opportunity and all that sort of stuff, but made it quite clear that his players were at a financial disadvantage coming over to this thing. That the, the West Indies Cricket Board is you know strapped for cash, and would really you know hopefully like to see England reciprocate you know the West Indies good gesture and come out and tour them as soon as they can. Yep. Um, and the fact that England have come out and said. Basically, the response to that is, nah, we're not even going to think about it. We're too busy. Is downright disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. I, I bet you $1,000 nobody asked the players, did they want to go? Oh, like just, it, it boils. Like, I'm not a fan of, I'm a red blooded Australian cricket fan. At best, I am unhappy with English cricket because that's just the way I'm programmed. But I remember, I've never been angrier. With England cricket, he's, including he's, when I found out that they use the fishermen's friends lollies on the ball in 2005. I have never yeah. been angrier with a, a piece of cricketing information that I have read than them coming out and just saying, no, we're not even going to think about it. And some of the things that they've got coming up are just downright ridiculous. We're going to go over there for a pointless three ODI and T20 tour. Yeah. They've got another ODI uh, tour to... I can't remember if it's two or they've got South Africa coming over. Like, they've just got just crap going on, and you've got a team basically hat in hand going, uh, we just saved you guys from a 380 million pound deficit in your wallets. Do us a favor. Kind of need the cash. Can yeah. you come out to the Caribbean for two weeks and play some goddamn cricket? And es- you guys escape go, your English winter. And you possibly? guys say no. It is. It's just outrageous. It's one of the things they quoted in this is they need to find time for the IPL, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, no. You guys actually have the money to pay your cricketers competitive wages. It's not like someone playing for Sri Lanka or Bangladesh or the West Indies where yeah. they actually make quite a substantial amount of money from the IPL, and they you know, need that money. And they need that money. Yeah. If if they're not willing to represent England because they're going to go and play franchise cricket somewhere, then tell them to piss off. Yeah. <laughs> tell him to get stuffed. Exactly. It is <laughs> outright. Like, if Ben Stokes doesn't want to represent England because he's going to earn... Like, I know it's a heap of money. I know it's a lot of money. But if you go, if you don't want to come out to this tour and play that, then that's fine. We're not going to pick you. But don't just not have the tour. Yeah. Like, I've never seen you so rev. Like I'm so angry about this because, and I'm and um, the uh, the BCCI and the Australian <laughs> Cricket Board better be listening too because if these guys pull the same crap, I'm going to give them one as well. There's not enough money going around at the moment, and if the big three teams yeah. are going to monopolise how everything works, then we're going to lose people like Sri Lanka and the West Indies and Bangladesh because they're just simply not going to be able to afford to do it. And I'm pretty yeah. sure the way the, the the structure is now, if you host a tour, you take all of the money. Right. And the way that it works is you host a tour, get all the money, and then you scratch their back later on because you will go and have a tour of their country in the not-too-distant future. So it's like you had a tour, we had a tour, we took all the money, everyone's happy. But and that, if you're not going to go back and tour, then how's that going to work? Like there's no guarantee that the West Indies Cricket Board have enough money to survive until 2022. Yeah. Like they've they've always struggled, you know. That's that's why they have so much of a talent pool over there. But you just don't 
see it coming through. I think that's a big part of it. Um, yeah, so they're struggling financially. And, and, and international cricket shouldn't be about how well you're fi- you financially go. It shouldn't be. I no. mean... The thing like, that infuriates me about it I is- know that some of it is unavoidable. Like, there, there are certain advantages that you have from being a financially successful country, but... You manage to retain your talent and all sorts of things like that. It's up to an international board to minimise that. The thing uh, that the thing that just bugs me is that England, when they were playing the West Indies, already had their ODI team, a separate ODI team that didn't involve Stokes or Archer or Root, ready to go to play Ireland. Yeah. Why can't they consider doing that as well? You've got, like, who no one gives a shit really about the ODIs if it's not a World Cup. Really? Like, really? Yeah. We, not, we not enjoy a standalone wa- series. We of- enjoy watching them, don't get us wrong. But in the big, massive scheme of things, no one cares. And I know they've got this World Super ODI League where it's basically, you know, it helps you know qualifications for the World Cup. Yeah. But are we really seriously going to think that England isn't going to qualify for the World Cup? It's basically a play-in for, you know, those bottom nations because the ICC yeah. couldn't be bothered putting on a World Cup that involved more than 10 teams. England's not going to miss out. It doesn't matter how many ODIs they do or don't play. They are definitely playing. Australia, India, they're definitely playing. Yeah. Like, those guys could just go, we're not going to play a single ODI until the World Cup. And they'd still get in. It'd (laughs) just be ludicrous to leave them out. So, if you've got conflicting ODI tours, why not send your test team to this nation that has come over to England? Now, mind you... We had a terrorist attack in Pakistan in 2009. Yeah. People were injured. Haven't played cricket in Pakistan since then. 11 years. Well, a little bit less. I think 2018 was the first time we went back. Yeah. 2017, 2018. Never even entertained the idea of going back to Pakistan. Played it all in the UAE. England has had a deplorable record for a developed nation in terms of COVID-19. They have had a, just a staggering amount of cases and deaths from that. Not quite America bad, but still pretty damn bad. And yeah. the West Indies put their hands up and went over anyway. You can't tell me that when the West Indies agreed to tour that England was perfectly safe. Yeah. And yet we're still happily, because it's England, safety's not really a big concern. We'll go and work that out. Like, it's yeah, just, I mean, like, they, those, the wheels for that, Series, you know, all of the the little things that they would have had to have organised would have been going on when things were really not okay over in... Exactly. Pakistan have come over to England and they've got no guarantee that England are ever going to come back to play in Pakistan. So it costs them money all the time because they've either got to go to the UAE or they've got to go somewhere else. Um, And the West Indies, they're strapped for cash. They've put their hands up. They've come to play this. And you're telling me because you've got a couple of players that play in both your ODI and your test squads that you can't run two things at the same time. Like you did for Ireland. You're happy to throw out your B side for Ireland, but you're not going to do it for someone else when you've got a team basically pleading to come out and help them out. It's going to get to the point with the way it is at the moment, there's a responsibility for the big three, England, India, and Australia, to just take a chip on the shoulder. And if it means they've got to run, if they've got to have an ODI tour because we've got to play ODI cricket and I get why, yeah. just 
you know, maybe we'll send our Australia A side. You don't send Australia A, but just maybe. No, maybe no, let's send Australia A. Put them in the green, no, the old green one. You still call them Australia, <laughs> but maybe Steve Smith and Pat Cummins. Maybe they don't play that series. You've got no. to find go into. You've got to test your ODI depth a little bit because they've got test duties. Yeah, it's it is it's, it is it's, outrageous. You, you've got to make a few compromises in, is, in the. In the atmosphere that we're in. Completely no. disrespectful to a side that played for massive pay cuts in a part of the world that has a pretty poor record for COVID-19. Uh, they were the first cap off the ranks, and the only thing they asked is come and help us out, and you don't even have the decency to pretend to think about it before saying no. Plus, like plus this they, wasn't couldn't, they couldn't have their full-strength side. Let's let's remember, they couldn't have their full-strength side for that test. Yes, because Shimron Heitmeyer wasn't able to come, and neither was uh, Darren Bravo. Because that was because of safety concerns that they yeah. decided not to go. Yeah. Um, it's just... Just the fact that they, if they came out and said, look, we just simply cannot find somewhere in our schedule to happen, like it would be a lie, but at least they gave them the lip service. But they've just come out and said, you've had the captain of the team that has come out and saved your summer from a massive financial like hole. Yeah. You don't even have the decency. Responded to, to the SOS. Yeah. Save our summer. Don't even have the decency to entertain the idea. No, yeah. we're we're not going to. We're not coming out early. We're scheduled in for twenty twenty two. We will see you then. Like, how utterly ridiculous! And considering for the moment, teams are going to have to travel. They're going to have um, quarantine times and things like that. It's just going to get to the point where you're going to have to run separate tours at the same time because there's going to be too much overlap. Yeah, there's a month. Of isolation and either side of tours. Yeah, I mean cricket's done that before. There's been plenty of uh, obstacles and times where things had to run concurrently. You we, know, we World, World to, Series cricket. We were um, happy to do that for India halfway yeah. through our summer. We went and flown over there to go and play some there was, ODIs. Like, there was that dispute that India had, uh, that West Indies had with their players. Um, when they had to go on one tour of uh, Bangladesh where they basically sent their B-side. Um, that was what unearthed Kemar Roach. That's that's how he got his first run mm. in the team. You know, there's been that kind of thing. You, you just got to roll with it. This this is the reality of our world, you know, right now. If, if, if they're looking for a team to go and play the West Indies, I'll put one together. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. I've got a list of things... Like, longer than my arm that is worse than playing England on a tropical playing cricket on a tropical island. Yeah, I'll get I'll get clean bowled by Jason Holder and then I'll be like, Will you sign my bat, Mr. Holder? What was that name I'm of that, that Stephen Curry movie, Save Your Legs? Where Save your legs. <laughs> just a club side that went we could be that we could be those guys. I know. I know. Don't I think many totally people are going to pay the West Indies for the privilege of watching a test match between them and us. So it, it doesn't really yeah. help them. You'd be waiting for that guy to get hurt. That's what's it, you wait for the car crash. That's what you go for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's basically a race. <laughs> <laughs> a race to get really badly hurt. We just make that. We just make the stipulation. Just please don't play Shannon Gabriel. <laughs> like Roach and like, we're still not good enough to face Roach and Holder, but at least it's, Less yeah. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. That's the stipulation. Gabriel, if it hits you play. in the head, it won't. You won't die. That's basically <laughs> it. 
Um, but yeah, so that that's my my soapbox moment, and and I can honestly say, my entire life of watching cricket, I've never been more disgusted with the England cricket board than I am after that. Considering that their their hands out, they're all talking about how much money they're going to lose if they don't get this going ahead, and the team that comes up first cap off the ranks and says, you know what, we'll do it, and the conditions they had to live in, like obviously they're well taken care of, but that's. So much time away from their family that they can't even enjoy being on tour. It's cricket, yeah. hotel, cricket, hotel, cricket, hotel, bus, hotel, cricket, hotel, cricket, yeah. hotel. Like, it's just living in a hotel room for well over them. And that's just, you know, they talk about all the time going over to India, going over to the West Indies, going over to Pakistan, places like that. You get to go and mingle with the people and, you know, yeah. see the sights and experience a, a new yeah, culture. Have a, have a life. All of that. None of that happens. It's just living in a hotel room for all that time. And I know that well, home- it's not that much of a loss in England, though. <laughs> but uh, I know the home players were doing that as well. But like, it's not like a holiday or anything like that. I, they were over there. They weren't away from their families. Yeah. They couldn't bring anyone over with them. You can't even go on a Jack the Ripper tour. You no. know, that'd be cool. I Bright, suppose Brighton Beach and play with the sand. Yeah. That's mostly just rocks. <laughs> yeah, but. No, and then for England to turn around and just not even give it a second thought is absolutely disgusting. And I hope that there is some wiggle room in that later on. And I really hope that if the same offer is made to teams playing Australia or India, they at least have the decency to attempt to wiggle in a makeup test, even if it doesn't count to uh. the World Test Championship. Like the New Zealand played England in one that didn't count to the World Test Championship. Just go to do it because it's the right damn thing to do. Yeah. Otherwise, we're not going to be have either that or the ICC needs to change how it distributes its money from tours. Mm. Yeah. So but the, yes, I'm the stepping. Indies get he's get a little bit from that. He's a bit upset. I'm stepping down from the soapbox now. That'll no, that'll do okay. the segment. You, hey, you've had your say. Come on. He's turned red. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, I properly I was I was I remember you know flicking I was on my phone at work on a break flicking through and I swore on my break no one knew what was going on I was just there in my own little world in a lunchroom reading that and I've just swore and like something horrible had happened and it had something horrible had happened I just, it, <laughs> it boiled my blood the first time I read it I had to reread it to make sure I was reading the right thing and I hadn't just misinterpreted it in my head it, that's yeah, right. such a low act yeah it's pretty bad. That's unfortunate. Through the covers, Steve Smith is back. His first test back after the ban and it's normal service resumes. Glenn. Yes? What do you get when you take 90 test matches, 351 days and 98 T20 games? I don't know. Sore? (laughs) (laughs) Aaron? So what was it again? Uh, it is 90 test matches, 351 days, and 98 T20 games. That's a, that's a very impressive career. Uh, you do. You do get a very impressive career. One which entails uh, 17,000 runs across all, all three forms. Um, and we are talking about the, the man of the moment, the man who has actually retired from international cricket, that is M.S. Dhoni. We all love Mahendra Singh Dhoni. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said that wrong. But anyway. I think it's Mahendra. Mahendra Singh, Singh Dhoni. MS. Um, MS. We'll just go MS. <laughs> That's he why we go VVS Laxman, so yeah. we don't have to bother pronouncing the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
uh, very, very long career. Um, one of the fastest men in a set of pads, other than Brett Lee, obviously. Um, it was just a great, very, great, very successful great, career. Great like, batsman. Really helped steer India. I'm surprised that he's not a test centurion, actually. I mean, it is a, an impressive record, but... He retired he's, from he's, tests after... His test career really years. started to fall away, especially yeah. outside of India towards the end of his career. Right. And I think it may... Like, his strength was his one-day international form at that yeah. point, so I think he concentrated on that. Yeah. But, yeah, one of the one of the fastest set of hands I've seen with the gloves for a long time. Like, he's... Mm. I think it came up as a question in um in the the trivia episode that he has the record for the most stumpings in a one day international for one day international wicketkeeper and yeah. some of the stuff that he, his glove work around that with with runouts and stumpings is just yeah it's phenomenal how quick his yeah. hands are and and just the some of the finishing with the bat oh devastating anytime he was at the crease you know you're in trouble yeah and it, it like it got to the point where. Sides knew that they hadn't won the game until Dhoni was out. It didn't matter what the required run mate was. No, it could be above 12 and he'd still just find a way. He'd, just, he, he'd not only find the boundary but clear the boundary. Well, there are people he, that would make fun of the boundary sometimes. There are people that would argue that he's a better finisher than Michael Bevan and we know just how big a claim that is and there's, there's legitimate yeah. weight to that. Like that's a... A yeah. legitimate argument that you can have. Yeah, you, you could definitely argue both ways. Um, um, and so to be talked talked about in the same breath as Michael Bevan as an ODI finisher, like yeah. you, whether or not he's, you know, you're on the fence whether he's better than Bevan or worse than Bevan, but when you're being compared to Bevan in some way, you know you've had a very successful career in finishing a one-day international game. Yeah, different approaches, I think. Yes. Um, but, and different eras, really, like... Yeah, Bevan played in a time where, you know, if you had to score six runs and over, you're know, you you're in trouble. Yeah, it was because you were playing to the boundary. You didn't have a boundary rope. Yeah. Um, you know. Anyway, but that's a discussion to be had probably <laughs> another time. But no, like led India to uh, a home World Cup win, which was absolutely phenomenally huge for, for India. Yeah. Um, would have been massive pressure on his shoulders to get that done. Um, would like to say he probably timed that that World Cup well. It was probably the weakest period Australia had for mm. um its one day international side for a long, long time. Yeah, we love a World Cup. We we do. It's the first time since nineteen ninety nine that we've given it to someone else. So yeah, I think we yeah we won three in a row, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So um, and you know, it was yeah, you just massive pressure on. Especially being in a, and the World Cup being hosted in India would have been massive pressure on his shoulders to get that done. He did. I, I He's got champion. I don't know how they deal with that. You know, I, I can't deal with, you know, like 20 people relying on me, let alone a billion. <laughs> and, and it's, it's like, oh, it's okay. And it's if I miss this shot, it'll be fine. It's only going to upset 1 billion people. It's like, downright fanatical as well. Yeah, like yeah, there yeah. Are, It's not like... I'm on a number of cricket groups on Facebook, some of them, you know, far more reputable than others. And there's just the amount of times yeah. that you see fights break out where it's Indians arguing with other Indians about... Who is know, about, about Dhoni and just like... Just some of the vitriol that comes through about either pro-Dhoni or against Dhoni... Like when they're backing up them, like it, it really is like they're mm. defending. Like it's, it is religious. Like uh, if you, 
If you ever have any questions about whether or not Indians take cricket religiously, pick a fight about Sachin or Coley or MS Dhoni. Uh, not so much Coley. I reckon it's... Uh, it's Coley's getting to that level as well. Say Sachin was a terrible cricketer. <laughs> and and, yeah. and there's, there are well, so many people that will just like fill your feed with, with death threats. Yeah. It's not even like making fun of you. Like it's just it's just like one to a hundred straight away. Like bang. We're not even skipping the argument bit. It's just like how dare you say that about Donny? I hope all of your family die in a car accident. And just, <laughs> it's like wow. But wow. I, I really do enjoy the uh Indian supporters who just enjoy cricket though. You know, the ones who, who don't just enjoy the Indian players who will say, you know, the ones that can articulate their arguments. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with any. It's not just Indians. Any and, nation's and, fans. And, and who, who admire the opposition as well. Mm. That treat the opposition with a bit of respect, and when they have a point, they can articulate it. They're yeah, they're very good fans to deal with. But there's mm. lots of fans. They're not just Indian fans. There's lots of fans everywhere that just sort of get an opinion in their mind and stick with it. And that there's yeah. no reason for their opinion. <laughs> they just that's what they think. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, 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 I'm shuddering to think of any other like uh, recent Indian captain, not naming names, but I don't know. I didn't. I don't really respect their current one. Like he's a great batsman. I'm respecting him more and more. He's, I didn't respect yeah. him when he first took over, but he certainly. Oh, um, yeah, he still celebrates like a tool. Uh, well, <laughs> that's fine. Jason Holder had some pretty over the top celebrations. He's becoming. He's he's reining in that. Uh, um. Yeah. Pulling a china shop that yeah. he used to be, but Tony was never like that. It's yeah. even when he'd, he'd smash teams and win the game, and yeah, he did seem quite quite modest. Yeah, yeah, humble. Um, and I think before then, they they just didn't have they didn't have great leaders. You know, like Ganguly's reign as as captain of India could be considered a little disappointing, considering the team. Yeah, that he had. They yeah. they tried Sachin as a captain and, and found that Sachin you know, wasn't a very good captain. No, <laughs> yeah, like he he made a very good batsman as a as a captain. You know, yeah. um, they do that with several batsmen across the world. I mean, Dravid would have been captain for a while. I think. Yeah. I think Dravid wasn't was it Laxman the captain for a little bit. I don't know. Oh, I don't know about it. The, the, the fact that we don't know sort of indicates that it was not. A successful yeah. kind of reign, you know. Um, even though I, I think Dravid uh, does seem like one of the true gentlemen of the game yeah. when you when you see him interviewed these days, yeah. I think that Coley puts down to the fact that um, uh, he helped him out a lot in his early career as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, as a captain, very successful. I think he he he, he took. India from sort of middle of the road team to a to on the precipice of being one of the more dominant one. sides in and world the, cricket. The, the only thing that used to ever annoy me about him is he used to wear like those yeah those funny th- pads the pads yeah yeah and they just looked like some kid had painted them on the side of the road. <laughs> I didn't get them. Yeah, or or like someone had got a, a set of blue pads and and put them in the sun. For approximately six months. <laughs> they just look faded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we talked about his captaincy chops, but he was also one hell of a player. So like we said, 90 test matches, 
Um, nearly 5,000 runs at 38, which for a wicketkeeper is pretty impressive. 600s, 33.50s, a top score of over 200, 224. Uh, he's actually had a bowl, believe it or not. Yeah? just just Yeah, no, no, he got a wicket. Uh, not a test wicket. He's got an ODI wicket. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, um, he, he almost got Alastair Cook out too. Oh. Have you seen the footage of that? I haven't, no. Yeah, yeah, he went on, he went on to bowl in a test and hit him in front of uh, – in front of off, I think it would have been just outside, just outside the line or something like that, and that was the only thing that saved Cook from, oh, wow. from being dismissed by MS Dhoni. I, I always love watching keepers bowl. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't think he was quite Matty Wade. No. Yeah. Would, well, 130, 140 at the start and ended up on 112. <laughs> he just, just couldn't sustain that. Look. <laughs> You can, um, you can only catch lightning in a bottle, man. <laughs> when you look at his ODI career, it's even more impressive. 350 ODIs, 10,773 runs, an average of over 50, um, which for ODI cricket is really remarkable. Top score of 183, uh, 10 hundreds, 73 50s. Um, yeah, one of the true titans of Indian cricket. Um, and you know, justly deserves some of the uh, the divine following that he gets yeah. over there. Yeah, even like and, a movie. And still, and still likes inviting people over to play FIFA. They get they made a biopic <laughs> out of him. That's how much they they love Donny. <laughs> they got a biopic. Yeah, they made a Bollywood biopic. There's, there's actually if you, if you Google some of the stories that people have about Donny, there's some fascinating ones. Um, I can't remember exact specifics, but but check it out if you if you have a look. Just talk about you know like look up players who talk about having a night out with MS Dhoni. <laughs> there's, there's like a whole process that you go through. If you um if you search yeah. search Shane Warne instead of MS Dhoni, you get a whole uh, yeah, different yeah, yeah. I mean, bunch you, of stories. You don't want to be googling that at work, <laughs> um, but you know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, work so they've got filters at work now. You can't even do it. You can't. No. Well, not if you log on to uh, their thank, Wi-Fi. Thank God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like uh, he's a truly remarkable player that has played not only just for India but for the world. Like he has been like a, a shining beacon. He's one of, almost talismanic in world cricket um, mm. in, his, in his peak. So... You know, like Glenn said, he, he he was a player that even if you were you needed 12, 15 runs and over for the last eight, ten overs, if MS Dhoni was still at the crease, you were like, you know, India are more than half a chance here. Um, just one, just phenomenal player. Um, one that you know, truly privileged to watch. Um, sometimes we were <laughs> felt didn't feel privileged at the time oh. when he was clean, cleaning us up. But see, that's um, why I love watching a, a neutral game. Right, because you can enjoy people doing well, knowing it's not coming yeah. against you. Like if if you watch India versus New Zealand and you see Dhoni telling up, you can just sit back and enjoy it. Just you a know, okay, bit more. look, I was probably going for New Zealand, but I I'm not that invested, and I can watch Dhoni go absolutely nuts and and enjoy it. When you're watching him do it against Australia, you're just ripping your hair out, aren't you? You're just like, oh, man, where do we bowl to this guy? Not For this goodness again. sake. We've like, tried short bowling. We've tried He's inventing full. shots now. The helicopter shot. Like, what, what? I was a little bit disappointed when people said, oh, he's got this helicopter shot. 
I thought it was going to be like the shot that you see in video games where he spins around a couple of times and then hits it. <laughs> you know, like uh, <laughs> um, you know, like Link off Zelda, how he does the big sword thing and swings oh, around. Oh, for God's sake, Glenn. Man, that's... Yeah. He'd still did it for six if he tried that. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder if he's on Facebook or yeah. something. If, if you've got MS Tony's number... Leave us a message. Yeah, <laughs> send him. A, I'm, send I'm looking him for a keeper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my my mum says I'm a keeper. <laughs> yeah, she would, Glenn. She would. <laughs> All right, that will do us for this episode. I'm uh, just going to have to leave. I'm actually surprising my two co-hosts here. We will probably need a week off, so there will be oh. 14 days between the next one. Um, our studio is undergoing refurbishments for the next week, so we will be All unable right. to use it. So uh, a little bit of a two slips and a gully holiday for us. So um, yeah, keep that in mind. We'll have this uh, be two weeks between this episode and the next one. We hope you've enjoyed this one. I hope you put up with my soapbox moment. It was actually probably the first proper soapbox moment where I've properly needed Genuinely, to rant. Yep, yep. You're still red. I'm still red. Yeah. <laughs> right. You need some water. Um, um, we will endeavour, hopefully, to break down the Pakistan third test between against England at that time to you know, provide there's actually something to talk about. Well, other than the, the weather. Oh, other than the weather. <laughs> Otherwise, it might just be the three of us like we're sitting at a bus stop with strangers. How about this weather, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's even raining here right now. It, it, it is. <laughs> so that'll do us for, for a fortnight, not just a week, for a fortnight. Hope you've enjoyed listening. Uh, can't wait to talk to you all again soon. Um, like I said, you can have a chat to us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, um, and we're on everywhere where you can find quality podcasts. Please uh, give us a share. Give us a shout-out. Tell a friend. Yep. Get them involved. We love talking to people about the cricket. So uh, Exactly. We will talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. See ya. Bye. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.